Hey, everybody. On this episode of the MacGyver After Show, we'll be breaking down Season 1, Episode 20, Hole Puncher. Matt gets into the head of a sociopath. Can he get out? Let's find out. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Damn. Oh, here we go. Is he going to end it? No. no, I'll do it at the end. Ah, gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you had to choose uh, any, day of the, any day of the week, are you going to go always old school MacGyver theme song? I like the new one. I just, we, we like, the, the original one, we hear so much of it. It plays a good minute long, but the new one is like tw- 10 seconds. Yeah. But you got to cut, you, yeah, you're wasting airtime, precious airtime on a theme song on a show. So you got to get going with it. The old show, they didn't matter. No, but I have to admit, it's always, you know, I, I, I'm always a sucker for seeing... You know, just clips. Well, you know, from... look, I'm looking at this right now on our screen. We're playing the, the original opening. They don't do those on many shows anymore. Like, no. I know with this show and uh, the other show I do, Taken here, Taken is very much like a couple beats of music and then the screen, the title comes up and then it fades to black. It's nothing. I, I like to see the cast. Like, it's still going. Look at them. Yeah, it's always good. Uh, and like the, the new MacGyver one, it's more you're just kind of like going Hands around files stuff. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's nowhere yeah. near as fun as this one is. There's something to be said about it, just like a little montage of your character. I think some of the best credits of all time were the opening for the TV show Mission Impossible. And now the movie's kind of imitated because they showed you clips from what happens in the mission. Yes. But you didn't know how it was going on, but it was just the, you know, the court, the fuse going through it and all that. And I, that I, missed, was really I, miss, cool. I like a good opening title sequence with good music. I miss I miss those days. But I guess yeah, there's part of me that, that misses that, but then I always feel like you could tell when a show didn't have time to mess around in an episode when they'd always truncate the opening. Yes, yeah. And you're like, oh man, they got too much to tell in this episode. Keep wasting seconds. Yeah, we can't we can't be showing you everything nope. in this opening. Let's just cut it down. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a nice little talk. Hey, why don't we include you in on this? Welcome to the Let's MacGyver After Show. Yeah, yeah. Come on in here, everybody. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> this is oh, what Mike and I talk about even if actually, we're doing we're the show. we're going into their homes right now. So That's thank, right, yes. Thank you for having us. There you go. We're coming to you. Uh, welcome to the MacGyver After Show. Of course, we're breaking down every episode of the reboot of MacGyver airing on Friday nights on CBS. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. I'm the other host sitting on this side of the table, Mike Kalinowski. You can find me at Mike Kalinowski. Look at we that. can get into Twitter arguments if you like, because I think I'm in the middle of the one right now. Uh-oh. Uh, but that's not about MacGyver, though. About something else. Oh, man. But you but know. if you want to get a MacGyver argument going, you know, hit him up on Mike Kalinowski. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, come, in, come at me guns blazing. <laughs> I'll go hot. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Catch me uh, outside. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so, folks, you can always like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Of course, we're going to ask Steve there in the booth if he could be so kind. As to open up the chat so we can hear what I'm taking the jacket off the... too because it's getting down to business. We're getting uh, down to brass tacks here. Gentlemen. Oh. Yes. I love it. Getting down to brass tacks, taking the jacket off. Because uh, I know Ivan Soto uh, will yell at Mike and I both. <laughs> for not having the... Oh, I forgot the computer again, Ivan. Ah, ah. That's all right. Steve's going to be awesome. He's going to pull up the chat for us so we can hear everybody's that's thoughts. That's my fault. About the series in general or this episode in particular. Here we go. All right. So we're breaking down uh, episode 20, Hole Puncher. Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one episode left for this season. We were confused. We thought there were two more. But it's it. 21. That's a weird number, 21. Yeah, usually it's a standard 22. Or 24. It used to be 24. Why yeah. wasn't it like 12 and 12? Yeah. Now what are they doing, 11 and 11? Uh, I guess, yeah, that'd be 22. But I guess, you know, they felt like, mm. you know, MacGyver, we're just going to give you 21. You don't get 22. Let's so, see what happens. Uh, yeah, but I, all right. Right out of the gate, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I feel like some of this latter part of the season, I've kind of varied. Uh, it's been like, I feel like for an episode I liked, an episode that I've had kind of like issues with. Okay. And I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. Pendulum is swung, and this is an episode that I really enjoyed. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I I don't know if it's. I love the ending. Yes. The, the, we'll get to that. The shootout. I love that. That was great, man. Yeah. That was that was that was great. I think that play. Okay. Uh, we're doing ballpark right now. Ballpark. The the Riley Bozer stuff was just like, no, it didn't need it. Like. I think they, I think they could have beefed up some Murdoch uh, and Ma- uh, Max stuff, give us a little more on that to fill the story instead of doing. So I appreciate that they went to do that, help that family, and then Mac didn't want to leave that hanging that issue, so they went and did it. But it was just like wacky hijinks on the golf course, like yeah, because the Mac stuff, that stuff was all really good with and, and Murdoch. I like Murdoch. I like him being the kind of Hannibal Lecterish creepy guy uh, that they have to go to. He's not really the main bad guy, but he's. 
I like that of him being locked up like that. I dig that stuff. And I will say, and I feel like we put pretty much been on the same page in terms of yeah. our enjoyment of Maddie. And I feel like yeah. this was finally the episode where we got to see what she brings to the table. And I feel like, man, yeah, why yeah, didn't yeah. we see more of this in the earlier episodes that she'd been in? Because when she was in that room alone with Murdoch, she says, give me the room. And she kind of breaks him down. I enjoyed that scene because yes. he was kind of, you know, how he's saying he's kind of mentally messed up. And she, uh, you know, with dealing with she does his personal prejudice and stuff. They really they, they addressed it as a, as a script. Yeah. And I like that. And I, I like, like that. And I like that she, you know, she's like, you know what? You talked first. And so I know you'd be too uncomfortable. And she yeah. just had him pegged right at the beginning. And I felt like it was cool to see Maddie as the person that she, no matter how well you think you've got something on her, yeah. she has doubled down. She knows all about you. you right, 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 right. It's not yeah. a secret you you don't have that she's not going to know about. Yeah. And use that to exploit you for what she needs. I agree. And I was like, where was this Maddie, you know, back earlier when she got first introduced after right. the other uh, Maybe season. they had to feel her out or build the character to what they thought they were going to do with her I guess so but I, I, this was like man I really this okay. I was I was finally excited about Maddie in an episode alright yeah yeah uh, but uh, so that was our just general broad strokes let's just jump right back in the beginning uh, we start the episode playing some softball eh, team softball yeah there you go are you team softball well, you're not a big huge sports person I'm not a know. sports guy man have you ever played on a, on a softball yeah, team yeah sure yeah I, yeah I know how to hit a ball yeah. sure uh, but for that you're not I'm you, too competitive I get too competitive so I don't have fun like, I, gosh, they're even playing video games at home, swearing at my TV. and <laughs> Like, I have this thing, like, if I'm playing a game, and you know, multiplayer, I cannot stop playing if I've lost. Like, I have to go out on a win. Yes. So to play softball, I'm, I'd be terrible. I'm not good at it anyway, so I'm just like... Guys, we're playing another inning. I don't care the game's already nah, over. No, nah, inning, inning. 12 innings, we're going. <laughs> and then I'll get upset at my teammates. So it's, it's, sports to me just don't mix. So All right. stay away from it. But the uh, team, but I didn't find that weird. The, didn't they say that they play the FBI and the CIA and that stuff? I'm kind of like, all right. Well, it kind of defeats the purpose of having clandestine organizations. <laughs> That's but, right. Okay. We're, they're only clandestine except on the softball field. Okay. Uh, uh, already in the chat, uh, we got uh, what did I? What did uh, people wanted to ask? What did Riley and Bozer bring to the episode? Ivan Soto said nothing. <laughs> Uh, Captain Shaq said, "True, they yeah. they were. I mean, I get that. I get the whole reason for that side plot. I wanted to show that Mac was not leaving that hanging. Yes, that thread. Just like, oh, we found these people. Their daughter was killed, and the killers are still out there. Well, oh well, that's not part of what we're doing. But, but it was just like Bozer and Maddie. Like they could have just done a little scene at the end of that guy golfing with some chick, and Mac shows up with the evidence of you know." They could have wrapped it up with like a little side, little side thing at the end. Like we didn't forget about you, pal. It yeah. didn't need to be a full episode side plot. But then yeah. we're not getting a chance for them to hang out at the golf course. You know, I feel like that's what you wanted. Okay. Uh, and then Ivan Soto, uh, uh, excuse me, Stephen Otten says that they're for in terms of our praise, especially mine of Maddie, says uh, they're trying to make Maddie come off too much like Hetty from NCIS. L- Was Los that Angeles. Linda Hunt? Yes. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, mm, all right. Uh, I guess her mileage may vary when it comes to Maddie. But anyway, I feel like Jack is very much the competitive person. Oh, yeah. Uh, everybody else seems to be on that team. I think I feel like the Phoenix Foundation realizes, you know what? We're not the biggest athletes around. No. So maybe this is just a way to just hang out and have some fun. Yeah, yeah, let's steam off. But I, I did. That was such in, in Jack's character, that whole pep talk, but really just terrible. Yes. That was a great Jack moment. <laughs> they do so good sometimes with creating moments for, for him and just character building for him. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Or uh, Bruce Villanova, as he's sometimes known. <laughs> those names. Those yeah, the, names. The, the third one, I forgot what it was, but that was ridiculous. What the, <laughs> I was the like, third name was. That is not a real name. Nobody would Honeycomb ever... Jones or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't... <laughs> I was like, nobody would ever call themselves that deliberately. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Maddie has to pull the plug on the softball because they've got a real mis- issue coming up. Yes. And they've learned about the... Uh, well, I'm the captain of this team, and, you know, that whole... We know who you are, Maddie. We know who you are. We don't need to keep throwing that down. Yeah, that's like, but again, right. that's not the actress's fault. That's what she's given to say. Yeah, that was all right. So she definitely that was she didn't start off strong, but she 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 won me over through the course of the episode. But she learns about the Omnis organization. This is an organization that uh, they're basically out there out to target somebody called the Architect. Omnis. That was such a weird. Because at first I was like, did they say anonymous? Because like we've got that out there already, but it's Omnis. Yeah, like something's ominous. I guess so. Ominous. But I feel like the eye is too much for them. So, like you know, let's so so it was just ominous. It wasn't yes. omin- ominous. Like, yeah, it was just ominous. Maybe that's a real. Maybe it's like a. Maybe that's a noun for something. Let me let me take a look. Oh, all right, take a, t- talk. Take it over, Frank. Uh, I'm going to look this up. So they figure out the ominous organization. They are looking to uh, have somebody called the architect killed, and the person they're hiring to do that assassination is none other than Murdoch. 
Now, what Mac and the rest of the team realize, like, this is an opportunity for them because nobody other than them knows that Murdoch's incarcerated. No. And since Murdoch is so incredibly secretive, they knew about him during his first encounter that probably nobody knows exactly what he looks like. So why doesn't Mac do the old thing where I pretend to be this person, go and find out the information, learn who the architect is, and that way we can stop this person from being assassinated? I think if the team knew what Omnis meant, they would have known it is a... Level 102 elite non-player character in World of Warcraft. Oh. Uh, Same as the ones you could play. It's an NPC, which is a non-player character. Oh, So obviously someone in Nomnus is a geek. And I say that in lovingly terms because if anyone who knows me knows what a geek I am. So I, that's, that, that is not – I'm not disparaging anyone with the geek term there. That is – yeah, so that's what that is. Which I guess feel like that's a good name for there because figure yeah, that it's basically it's, just a front yeah. for the organization. See, that's that makes not a real sense because it's you know because they were all very computer savvy and whatnot. Yeah, I'll buy it. Uh, so uh, we fe- we get there scene there where uh, Max says, "You know what? I'm going to impersonate him, but we got to talk to Murdoch first. Yeah, so I can learn everything that he's got." And Murdoch Take says, that "You know jag what? Yeah, get off." <laughs> yeah, Murdoch says, "You know what? I'm not going to do anything to help you because I'm not motivated." Yeah, There's why? No reason. Yeah, why would he? That's yeah. the thing. That that was because I'm like, okay, I knew where this was going. How are they going to get this guy to cooperate? But they had a they, like Murdoch is an onion, and they were peeling back layers there. And I saw inside of that onion that I didn't think was there. Yeah, I did not expect him to have a son that's uh, hidden son. away in a, uh, a Swiss boarding school. Swiss boarding. Like, that to me is the creepiest thing ever to think that a guy like Murdoch had relations with a woman. Or it could be adopted. Uh, but it was just – it was cool to see. Yeah. yeah they, they needed some kind of leverage, and they got it. No, which is cool. So uh, yeah. uh, Murdoch agrees to help Mac. And, of course, as you were saying, the first thing first is you got to lose that terrible jacket. Yeah, you've got to get rid of that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy? Because uh, it felt like you wanted more of the Murdoch and Mac kind yeah, yeah. of uh, figuring out how I to get inside the murder. That you know, I was just talking before the show, and I I I, I like Lucas Till as an actor. I, you know, I liked him in the X Men films, and and I just it's not MacGyver to me, and that's a problem. Being that we're twenty episodes in, I, I he still doesn't feel like MacGyver to you. I don't know if it's his age thing because he's so young. And yes, there are child geniuses out there, geniuses in their twenties. I I don't know. Maybe if he needs to be a little less cool, I I don't know, Frank. I I, I hope it doesn't come off as petty uh, that I'm thinking this because. But I grew up with the older MacGyver, so it was different for me. You know, that MacGyver was older, but he was still. I don't know. What do you? Th- I mean, how do you feel? Like, I, I, as I, I mean, I, having not really watched the original series, okay. but just kind of knowing of it yeah. and the, knowing the kind of like the the quirks yeah, of the character, I can't compare performance to performance. Okay, uh, in terms of like which resonates more for me. Yeah. So for this one, I don't have that same attachment to like this. Doesn't feel like how I feel MacGyver should be. Right. We were just talking about for the shows. Like it's like Knight Rider. You know, you could reboot reboot that. Sure, and they've done it. They've tried to. Mm-hmm. It's failed. Because Michael Knight and, and Hasselhoff, he's Michael Knight. He's Knight Rider. He's it's who we see. So Richard Dean Anderson is MacGyver. It's just I think Lucas Till. It's the way he's written. It's just he's really cool. Like he's got the cool guy jacket. He he's always knows what to do. The original MacGyver is kind of like not a not just he was just is he more of an outsider kind of eccentric kind of outside eccentric kind of an outsider. But he didn't always have the cool like swagger. He didn't have swagger. About mm-hmm. him, and this guy has a swagger about him. He's kind of got this, you know, hip guy. Got it taken care of. The other MacGyver is much more, much more. I guess cerebral would be the way to say it. Cerebral okay. in a kind of geeky way. But I mean, I guess like the tone has changed slightly. It because has. From the I way mean, you yeah, it really has. Because even like with the Jack Dalton character in the original series, oh, it was more of a buffoon. Yeah, the Jack Dalton in the original was kind of uh, by Bruce McGill, kind of out, not out of shape. But he's a big kind of portly guy. Yeah. As opposed to what we have with this. So I'm very curious to see. It almost seems like in the original pilot, the original way that they were going with him was more the TV show. Mm. The original. Like he was kind of an outsider, quirky. I think he almost had like a surfer's vibe about him. And, and Jack Dalton was like kind of a, a little little loose cannon more type. I think they skewed closer to the original show and then they changed it a lot. So it just, I don't know. It just doesn't. It's weird for me. I, I never feel like Mac will ever be in trouble. 
Like when he gets in these situations, whatever he's in, I know he's going to get out of it. And it's not because he's MacGyver and he has to. It's because I, th- it's like he's the cool guy. He's he's always going to have an a- some kind of solution, right? Yeah, and I know he'll, he'll get the girl, and if he wants it, and yeah, MacGyver, the original TV show. I don't ever remember him even if he got got the girl. But I feel like it, I digress. I'm you know. It's, but in situations like Lucas Till finds himself in this series, right? I feel like Richard Dean Anderson also played it where he's able to get himself out of any situation. Right? Yeah, yeah, but. He just had that swagger. He walked in. He's like, sits down. He's like, you're going to help us. And this, like the original MacGyver, I don't think he would even know what, he's like, all right, well, I got to get you to talk. I don't know what to do here. I don't, you know, it's different. It's it's different. It's okay. apples and oranges. All right. Uh, and Ivan Soto in the chat says he likes uh, Murdoch's, his Max uh, jacket Murdoch. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, Steve, it's a cool jacket. Steven Otten agrees with you. Jack was the comedy sidekick back in the original. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Oh, it's like, uh, and uh, Felicity says, I think also his age difference from the original, this Mac is more funny. That's definitely true. Yeah, the original MacGyver was not the comedy. He was not a funny guy. Oh, really? Yeah, it was more, it was the Dalton character was the the funny. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So he's more of the straight guy. Yep. All right. Interesting. Uh, so this one, though, with with the pressure point in place of... Uh, no, see, I mean, Ivan's right. See where it says he's, he's, that's a great point. He was, to to, you know, not mince words, he's calling him a wimp. And it was that sense. He really didn't ever throw punches. I don't remember. He very rarely, f- I don't think he ever fired a gun. He hated guns. Yeah. He was so, uh, almost a pacifist. Pacifist. He was very passive in everything he did. But because we had not seen anything like that before about this guy taking, you know, a piece of gum, a string, and a, some gunpowder and making things out of it. It was just you're like, oh, my God, it's great. Yeah, because I feel like this one, he, while well, he still has that same uh, no guns policy right. to himself, but he is much more, he's not afraid to throw his fists around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've talked about that before, like, well, why does he need Dalton sometimes? Yeah. If he was really a pacifist and, and kind of, not a wimp, that's a bad word to use, but I know, thank you for that, Ivan, that is a kind of, <sighs> I'm trying to relate it to someone that I can, but I can't right now. Where's the brains? You know, you're the brains and you needed that protection. Yeah, you need the brawn. Right. Whereas this, if MacGyver didn't have Jack, well, we've seen him without Jack, and he gets okay. Like, at the very end, comes strolling up through the fog. Jack yes. saved the day. I didn't think Mac was going to be in trouble. I figured he's going to get out of this somehow. I just didn't feel the jeopardy. But, you know, hey, you know, it's what it is. Yeah, well, because I feel like, yeah, the conceit of the show is that Mac always is able to think out of yeah. some way. And-, and in the original show... Um, I think we start talking about it because you know, we're coming up to the end of the show and full season, so mm-hmm. we're kind of at that point now. Um, Mac was always he was by himself a lot, like yeah, like the whole pilot episode was him being called in to help. It was him getting these guys out of a building uh, and trapped at the below. I think there was a bomb was about to go off or a cave in or something, and it was just Mac. He just had to do it by himself. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So this one has a Oh, this, a the bit. team dynamic of this show is that's tremendously different. They still did have a team, but it was very – it was Mac by himself and most he, of the time. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, so we do have the little uh, little talk where they've got to try to get inside the uh, – it's like you can't just pretend. You've got to actually be inside. You've Which is true, like, yeah. If you want to be able to convince everybody that you are uh, an assassin, right? you've got to be able to project that. You can't show any flicker of doubt. No, no, not at all. Uh, and so he, basically he puts them out on a little test. Yeah. And this is to go to this restaurant, meet like with this, this couple. Yeah. And uh, and just, you know, go through the whole process of taking on a, 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 a doing Being killing. what you are, doing yeah. what you do. And uh, that was cool to see M- MacGyver struggling with that. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, but he was also thinking on his feet, so it's kind of cool. And it was interesting because when he asks for money, and then the, the, I feel like the, the, that couple's that couple's only two uh, beats in there was to be like uh, inquisitive and then fearful. Like we got to go, we got to go. Yeah, it was. It, there was it's like I, I wanted to. What are you talking about money? Well, you're gonna pay me. It's like we don't. You didn't, they didn't say anything about payment. It was just like we payment up, up, gotta go. Yeah, yeah I know. There I was, was no like, what are you talking about payment? Like I was like, I, I missed a step there for a second. I was just like, what? Yeah, I. And it wasn't until Mac in the next scene said, "You do you kill people for free," that I was like, oh, okay, oh, all right. Yeah, well, that, hey. that was interesting. Uh, yeah. which, in a sense like that, where you can see Murdoch, well, certainly a sociopath, a self described one, as he says, but not just somebody that is. Uh, He's not always just a force for for chaos. Right. Sometimes he will take on a free killing for 
uh, parents of a whose parent, whose daughter was murdered by a guy right. who's gotten away with it. Yeah, and so a womanizer. That, yeah, so for that you see like wow, gosh, you know, Murdoch was kind of is I don't say a force for good, but you can see like an, uh, a, a useful alternative, a, a useful when yeah. the legal system fails you, you could reach out to this and still get some sense right. of yeah. some justice. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I but I thought like uh, Max conversation with Murdoch and I agree with you it probably would have been more interesting to see more of that was just yeah where he says like murder uh, is like a social imperative for him yeah uh, so they uh, he says like, you know what you, you in a situation you may not know everything but you've got to act like you do know everything yes it's yeah basically you, just you, don't, yeah you, you don't you don't have all the variables and you've got to be able to think on your feet so it's kind of cool to see uh, um, you know um, Murdoch in charge like that it was really that was a nice little dynamic that I would have liked to see more of that yeah, and so the uh, while we learn about that murder case, they kind of basically of these of this couple trying to get justice for their daughter that was beaten to death so severely that she couldn't even have an open casket funeral. They were, the, co- the detective that had to break the news to them was in tears, oh, telling her about this because it was she was so brutally assaulted. Yeah, uh, and her husband at the time got away scot free. They never know that depended on him. And so once Matt kind of you know runs into this just accidentally by Murdoch. That that investigation kind of gets passed on to Riley and Bozer. They kind of take it on, not right. any sort of official capacity, but the fact that these people are hurting and Mac doesn't want to just leave that. Mac is very empathetic. Right. Doesn't want to leave that kind of just these people just like twisting in the wind. Wants to be able to give them some sort of resolution if they can. Right. Uh, so we've got Riley and Bozer doing this. And yeah, you're right. I mean, this, this is probably. This just seemed superfluous to me. It was. You had to have the actors do something for the episode. Because yeah. it was like. But, well, well, okay, let's right. talk about this. Okay. So, Mac and Bozer, or Bozer and, and Riley, who are usually the tech support. So, whenever Mac's like, I got to trace this phone, and Riley's like, ah, I got it right here. They're out of the picture. We have random tech girl. Yes. Introduced. Uh, and she has a full name. I think I was looking, didn't we look it up here? I'll look it up again. She has a full, and not even just a first name, a last name. So, she will be a recurring character, because where is it? I had it right here. Cindy Morris. Played by Susan Mackie Miller. So Cindy Morris, that's the new character on the sh- I mean, I, I'm assuming they're bringing her back. Maybe there's no like, next episode, because I know next episode is very Phoenix Foundation heavy. Oh, maybe she's going to die. Could be. If they do that, if they introduce this character in this little subplot just to have her die so we feel something for a character, because Murdoch's supposed to be breaking out of the Phoenix Foundation, and they don't like go and kill a main character, that's, I'll call BS on that. All right. I'll call that BS. That's what's that? What's that screen, screenwriting trope where a character is just introduced just to kill them off, to engender sympathy from the audience? Oh, there, there's yeah. like a something term for this. Like, yeah. like a Mary Jane is a, a poorly written female character. There is another. Do they? Is it the? It's a comic book term. I'm sorry. It's called. It's the um, girl Frigid, in the refrigerator. Oh, fridge in the yeah. girl in the refrigerator. That's what she seems like now. Gotcha. So you're gonna fridge this character. Yeah, they're gonna fridge this character. Just they've introduced her. So that they can kill her off. So they say, oh, we killed off someone in the Phoenix Foundation. But you just introduced her, so it's not really anything important. Because, yeah. I mean, she's just sitting there. Not even a, hey, this is the new tech girl from the second floor got promoted. Or, Riley, you guys are going to be busy. We need some tech ops. Yeah. Call Cindy Morris from the motor <laughs> pool. Bring her up. It was just random. She's just sitting there. And it's like, well, she's doing what Riley would do. That's true. Uh, but without... But I feel like she. I'm going to have my eyes on this next episode very closely because if she dies, that's going to be some BS. Yeah, because she's basically like in the in the passenger seat doing all this. Because I yeah. feel like Riley, even when she's doing tech, is like she's got ideas. She's kind of pushing things as well, kind of driving the story. And I feel like she was just responding to whatever people right. wanted her to do. Right, right, right. Just do this first. Do this first. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks for you got it done. Uh, so Mac does find out uh, from Omnis. He gets in contact with them. Uh, he figures that there's a, a $10 million bound, uh, contract. To, uh, the, the payment is $10 million to kill the right. architect. Yeah. Uh, the architect. Yes. Omnis, the architect. Lots of, lots of uh, catch code names to keep track of. This yeah. And, uh, so first off, he's in an elevator to, uh, for this meet. And all of a sudden, there's a phone that rings in the elevator. And I feel like, I was like, well, of course, Mac's going to pick it up. And everybody's right. telling him, like, Mac, don't touch it. Don't touch it. You know, you don't know what this is going to do. Like, I, well, I, of course he's going to pick it up. Yeah. Because how else is he going to be able to move the story along? Although he had gloves on. How do you activate that iPhone? Maybe he had one of the, like, the little... The touch pads? Yeah. Okay. You think it, ahead, Frank. It could have that. You think uh, ahead. So we do find out that, guess what? Yeah, we got a $10 million contract. The, the, uh, the location of the architect, that's also going to be embedded there in the phone as well. Yep. Uh, and it's contact list. And, Call us uh, when the deed is done. Yes. And we do get to see uh, Mac try to emulate... Uh, uh, um, 
uh, Murdoch yes. in terms of his uh, responses and how he interacts with. Yeah, um, that was kind of cool. The the uh, the is it the jig is up? Is that the saying? Yes. So yeah, I thought, oh, the jig is going to be up here, but it wasn't. No, no, it's uh, and even when he uh, is when they say like, you know what, you've been you're being tailed, you're being tailed. Yeah. Uh, then he's like, you know what? I'm going to get out of this. No worries. Hey. And, uh, and he did. Yeah. And he, the other thing that he does, too, is he also jams advice into the phone to squash its GPS. So there's no way that it can be tracked, which is sure. smart thinking there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he traces the location of this contact, and he finds out that it's a family man. Uh, you know, a man that's married. He's got a family. And he's like, what's going on? And when the this guy doesn't comes seem out, right. Yeah. When he takes out the throw out the garbage, uh, Mac does put him like uh, uses the, uh, the garden hose. Then uh, you have, like, you have some kind of knot. He's like, you struggle. This is going to choke you. I'm yeah, like, like a, yeah. Mac. It was uh, the extension cord around his neck and <laughs> choke him out. And takes him to a hotel room and really, as he says, goes full Murdoch on him to try to gauge why. Who, who is he? Is he the architect? I liked how, just to kind of show us that he was going full Murdoch, he had the turtleneck. The black turtleneck. That symbolizes going bad. Of course, man, <laughs> that's what black turtlenecks. Yeah, of course, man. All he was missing was like a, you know, a little beanie cap or something. It's like. <laughs> the jacket and troll neck and gloves or just dyed his hair black for that episode oh god oh, yes. can you imagine yes can you imagine if he tried to make himself look like like Murdoch oh man what I what I thought was gonna happen from the beginning of the episode I thought Bozer was gonna create a mask oh why not that's what I thought why not I don't know if we'd stretch the boundaries in the show then because then you can have that David Dem- I'm saying his name wrong Damascuchelian yeah Damascuchelian play Mac played more uh, play Mac as Murdoch and that would have been a really cool thing. Yeah. But you couldn't have him on the loose like that. I mean, you have, Jack would be there. like, I'll tail him. But that's like, nah, that's not going to go well. Very true. Yeah. So it still would have been they cool. did what they did. But the mask would have been cool. Yeah. But actually, no, I'm sorry. It would have been Mac. It, Mac playing Murdoch. So he As Murdoch. So he wouldn't have run. Yeah. I'm confusing myself. See, this would have been great for the whole episode. <laughs> they wouldn't know who to trust. I apologize. It's late, guys. I'm sorry. Mike can't even trust himself in this, uh, in this recap. Uh, so he does figure out, like, all right, I believe you. You do not have anything behind this. You are not behind anything. Right. Uh, but why do you have a, a contract out for $10 million? And find out that he uh, has been working on this. He's come up with a program because there's a bunch of static on some of the Seems telecommunications static. that he works with. Right. And all these customers are complaining about static. And figure out that it was a, as a large amount of data being it's like passed There's through. a code being hidden in the static. And he came up with this this program mm-hmm. to kind of filter that all out. Mm, smart. And they realized, like, as Mac is kind of breaking this all down, he realizes that this is uh, the key. This is why Omnis wants him dead, is that this exposes them. And they realize yeah. Omnis is not just Omnis. No, this was this was, this was was kind of a cool thing. Now, weren't they saying that did, – did I get it wrong because they were talking about 9-11? And, and wasn't it, like, the old code? Maybe that was 9-11. I'm getting my shows confused. But they'd use a system to to transmit data before, but it got interrupted. And when they, when uh, when uh, what's her name got uh, got incarcerated? So it's Thornton. Thornton. When Thornton, yeah, because it was four months ago. Is when this whole Why thing changed. Why the hell did I say nine eleven then? I don't know. Uh, but what was the system they were using? Uh, I can't remember the the system that they were using. But when Thornton got arrested, it basically said within four months ago that the way that they used the signal that they used to communicate changed, and that had to do when Thornton got busted. And they had to realize they had to do an alternate means of communication, and that's when they went into this stuff. And in fact, was it uh, a day before? A day before. So the guy comes up with this routine. The yeah. Day after, boom, the contract's out on him. I'm. I was in a haze then about that. You ever feel? I have not been drinking at all, but I feel like I'm in that haze right now. Like, why am I getting that confused with something else completely? I'm sorry, Frank. It's uh. Oh, well, let's see here. Because I, I I'm not. Blending my uh, maybe taking my no, it wasn't taken, buddy. <laughs> they did not. Actually, they did talk about nine eleven, but it wasn't. I haven't seen this episode yet. It's on tomorrow. Um, I thought I'm getting I'm confused, but because if there was the four months and it was Thornton when Thornton when captured, the system was gone then. Yes. So they had to find a new system. That's correct, right? Correct. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Uh, I do love how Mikey Christmas is catching on right there. Look oh, it's, at, ta- it's everywhere. It's everywhere. That's, that's I love it. It's been a year and a half now. I love it. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, yeah, so they realized that uh, this gentleman uh, just had to come up with a way to crack this system and be able to reveal everything that they're doing. And so, was, of course, that's how he got the name The Architect. Yes, because he was the architect of this whole this, this this system. Sub, yeah. Which is cool. Uh, and so, of course, they realized that Omnis is not just Omnis, but the organization. No. Which is even, yeah. Now, okay, so this, now, I'm lucid right now. This moment seemed weird because then Matt Bozer and Riley come in and like, organization? The organization, organization? It was just like, 
That's what they're calling it? The organization? It's it's kind of a not not they were one step away from calling it the consortium. Like that's like whenever there's a big bad thing, it's the organization, the consortium, the cabal. Like give it a name. I, I like we need dis- a specter. We need specter or yeah. something. We need the syndicate. The organization is not very No, in- no, it's not. It's not intimidating. It's no. it's there's lots of organizations out there. <laughs> like IMF or Mission Possible has the syndicate. Bond has Spectre. Uh, what was his name? Get Smart had Thrush. Was that Thrush? Or no, was that uh, Man From Uncle? Man From Uncle, wasn't it? Man From Uncle? Because Spe- the- Get Smart had what? Oh, gosh. Chaos? Yeah, with a K. Yeah. K O A S. Yes. Yes. We need something like that for that's. Remember, we were talking this from the beginning. We wanted this big organization that's a through line, and all it's called is the organization. Come no. on now. And I, it's still frustrating because. Lazy. This far, and of course, next episode is going to be very organization heavy. But I still feel like we don't know See, enough about even this Ivan, as well. He hated it that it's called the organization. I hate that it's <laughs> called that. Check out the ring, Fulcrum, and not... Volkov. That's true. Check out the ring, Fulcrum. Uh, the Chuck NBC oh, Chuck. series. Yeah, Chuck. I thought it said check. Oh, Chuck had all three of them. Yeah, the ring, Fulcrum, and Volkov. But look how good those are. The ring, Fulcrum, Volkov. Yeah, and uh, Ivan sort of said I thought it was hit like in the original show. Was hit something that was in the uh, the original MacGyver? That I do not remember. I hmm. you know he, I don't remember that. <laughs> like but there's something good. He look <laughs> Ivan remembers it from 30 years ago. We need something better. Like I'm surprised. Like Jack has a good. Why we call him the organization? Yeah, can we, can we go with a new name, guys? Just even amongst ourselves, let's have a, just a better name for this. How about the Oogie Boogies? That's what like Jack would say. I got the, they gave me the heebie-jeebies. I get scared, so we're calling the heebie-jeebies. That's <laughs> that's my that's my Jack impersonation. But yeah. Call it something, because because then it was like they were all saying it, and, and whenever you say something like so many times like that in a row, it just was like, yeah. it just seems it, it it lost the threat of what it was. The it really, I, yeah. I want this because they always are one step ahead. They had a mole Thornton. This is a powerful group. I want it to feel threatening. I want it yeah. to be. Oh, we're in trouble. These guys know now. They got the system to talk. We're we we got we're we got a serious breach problem happening here, guys. The organization. Yeah, and we do find out that uh, Mac needs to stall them. Uh, he's got to be able to show proof of death of our architect. Okay, but he stalls them to buy them a little more time by saying, "Hey, guess what? You know, I'm gonna, you know, ten million isn't enough anymore. If you really want this masterpiece, I'm bumping it up to fifteen million. And his plot point, they agreed very, very quickly. Yes. So that was a mm-hmm, hmm, red flag. And as they, I didn't think so, but no, I neither did I. No. I thought like, all right, they just really want this. They just so they're want this to go. done. They yes. need it done. Uh, and so uh, Max stages the scene, shoots a photo on his cell phone. And and is about this to I it love. Off. This to me was classic Mac. Like sometimes he makes stuff on this show, and I'm just kind of like, whatever. But this was like, you saw what he did. You really didn't need to see the ins and outs of it. But he held the scraping the plaster off the wall to kind of give him the white skin. Yes, the blood with the Gatorade. He had Gatorade and was making like some thick plasma out of it. Like I just like that. That to me was like. Mac, that was Mac. No, that was nice. Stuck was... in a corner by himself, not trying to show off. You know, maybe that's what it is. That's what it is. A lot of times when he builds stuff with Jack, he's like, "I got this dumb gun guy," and he's like, "You know, when this does this, this is gonna do this, and we're gonna be fine." And Jack's like, "Oh, that's smart." But this was like he's backed into a corner. It's him on his own, improvising. Yeah. He wasn't trying to impress the guy that's dead. He wasn't like, "Hey, watch this." You know, blood is this and this, and he was just. <laughs> He knew he had this guy. He basically, because now they're they, they're you know they got to fake the death. He's got this guy. He's responsible for this guy now. Mm-hmm. So it's like it was Mac doing his thing. That was cool. That's, I do that's like the, the Mac. I like. I like the one beat though. The guy when Mac is on there uh, trying to bump up the price to fifteen million. Yeah. The guy starts freaking out again. He's like, he's st- from sitting on the ground to like getting it, wanting to run for it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, wait a minute. You said you didn't want to kill me, and now you bargained it up for fifteen million. And yeah. I just like that. That guy's like, I thought it was fine. Wait, I'm not fine now. You just did this to get an extra five million dollars. What's yeah. happening here? Wait, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm the architect. <laughs> so Max sends the photo to show proof of death. It looked good. Yeah. And good. Riley says, wait, don't send that. I he know. goes, Uh oh. But if I already have, what if I have you, dummy, you, dummy. Yes. And realizing that even though he disabled the GPS on his phone, by sending a photo, you're yeah. going to create a GPS ping in there. Yes. And with, <laughs> and it was like, boom, that was a little, I was like, ah, oh, guys, you got, let's get my jack. Guys, you got some bad, you got some hot, bad honchos coming your way. <laughs> like 20, but I was like, ah, oh, I was yeah. like, just all sorts of Just happened to be around. Yep. 
Awesome but, but it was cool because then that put Mac into overdrive and he was backed into the corner and that's when he's the most dangerous. Mac to me is, yeah, when his back is against the wall, that's when it really kicks in because he got, and like, it was cool because he pulled that chemical card out of the, the cleaning supplies and I'm like, oh, the bad guys are screwed because all those chemicals on there. Yes. And with Mac, with how smart he is, I was like, they're done. He took the, he made like a fog machine, which Which was was smart as hell, smart as hell. And then he made like, what were they like kind of flash bombs? Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. But, and again, nothing lethal. You couldn't make anything lethal. You probably could. You probably could make some bleach bombs to blind people and stuff. Yeah. But even he tells the architect, like, you know, I don't like guns. So I'm not going to be going that route. Yeah. We're not going that way. No. Um, and then they, but it was a great, great scene with the that team coming in. You know, all their 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 laser sights kind of lighting up through the fog. Yes, they're backed into the corner. Looks like the uh, you know it's gonna, it's gonna be curtains for our heroes. And we see the the main uh, the leader of that squad for the organization, yes. uh, Tom Cruise's cousin. Yes, it is. Yes, that's him. Uh, William Mapathor. Map. Yeah, Mapathor. Because yes. that's what Cruz's real last name is, Mapathor. Yeah. So uh, always interesting to see him when he when he pops up. He pops up every yeah. now and then. Yeah. And uh, so he's leading these guys around. So you figure you're not going to cast a guy like that if he's not going to be doing more than just this, right? Yeah. Again, we've talked about that before. Where you see certain actors, and you're like, this guy's well known. He's the guy. It's he's that guy. Like, oh yeah, I've seen him in that. I've seen him in that. Yes. I've seen him in that. So it, you don't definitely... cast someone like him just to, for a one off. Yes. Uh, and so we see that moment as Mike was getting to where Mac is basically almost like pushing in the corner thinking like, all right, there's no way out. Yeah. And we realize that the the guys coming from the opposite direction aren't the organization. Nope. It's your boy Jack Doll just strutting now that in. Was a, strutting that in. That was a badass. He's got the swagger with the smoke and he just starts plugging people with his gun. Yeah. That I mean, was great. And not coming in like usually like this. You know, right. like, no, no, just like. He just, he just came sauntering in. Gun at the side. Because it was like, that to me showed it was like Mac did his thing. And that's why you need Jack, because Mac sometimes will not save the day. Mm-hmm. As much as he's good as he is, sometimes you need a Jack in there. Yeah, you can you can create something that's going to stall him long enough right. for somebody like and Jack that's to come in. Prove that showed their dynamic. Maybe that's why you like this episode so much, and, and I did too. It was because it their their roles felt right, and not to take away from it, but there was no Riley and Bozer with them. Yeah, because we always say anytime they feel together, it just feels so forced and like. Like the Hawaii episode, you know, finding a dog and she gets a date. And she's like, ah, you didn't need that. No. And I, you know, maybe nowadays, and maybe that's why the old show is different. Because these tech roles, they don't need to be there in the field. With technology, their role can be done anywhere. Anywhere sure. that they can have access to internet. and I mean, the internet and cell phones and iPads and computers have really changed the way shows like this work sometimes. I mean... You know, but I would think out of the two of them, I feel like Riley. She's been in the field before Bozer was right. kind of in on the loop and everything, yeah. and she she worked well with him in the field. She brought something to yeah, contribute. Like, and I feel like Bozer. The only reason he's in the field is because he knows Mac. Like, if he I did, would never, if I was Maddie or Thornton before that, I would never put Bozer in the field. No, I would send no him off to to the farm, which the or the CIA sends their people. You know, or if the Phoenix Foundation has a, a, a training grounds, like all right, you're gonna do all the tests, physical, mental. If you pass the agent's exam, you can go in the field. Until yeah. then, dude, work on your robot. What about me, Bozer? <laughs> yeah. It's like I would never put Bozer. He is a liability. I don't care how whatever he is. He is a liability. The trick is any other tech that's doing the same job that he does, they don't go in the field. No. They're right there at the Phoenix Foundation. It's just because he it's happens to be best friends. Liability. It. <sighs> Uh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Cool no, with the yeah. <laughs> with the Riley, I'd put her in a van. I wouldn't have her running with them everywhere. She doesn't have training either. She, no, she's she a doesn't. Thief. Yeah, and there was that that bit where they were going to actually do more training with her, and that kind of died on the vine, especially because we did the died one scene with uh, when she was sparring with Thornton. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then once Thornton got out of the way, we've never really seen Jack or Matt kind of address like you know, or, Riley, we need to beef you up on how to handle yourself. What I would love, uh, I don't know if you remember Inspector. Uh, with Money Penny, she was a field agent. Yeah, and at the end, she's like, "You know what? You're right. It's not for everybody. Field work." And no, she took true. the desk job. I would love to see that with 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 Riley or something like that. Like, look, I, I'm. This is not. But I mean, it's too late now. Yeah, we're, we're, you know. But I would love to have seen her step back, or even Bozer. Just like I, I, I you guys do what you do. I'll, I'll 
I'll be back here. I'm your support. It's too late for that for yeah. either of them because it's gone there. But it just would have been a nice like because again, it cheapens what Mac and Jack can do. True. Field work is a different animal, man. It is, but I feel like if if you were to put just they they changed it over over the course of season one or two, they said you know what we really got to look about what Riley and Bozer do for the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, and they said like you know we'll just keep them more at Phoenix Foundation. Right. They will basically support from home base. Yeah. Then I feel like we're going to get like clunkers of episodes that we've got in the parts that we've always had issues with, where we just cut to Riley and Bozer having some weird kind of one-off yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't think they're going to redo that come season two. I think the show has been successful to yeah. them. They got a season, uh, another season order. They're going to stick with works because usually when shows do a change like that, there's something that doesn't work, and they've got to do a shift. Um, but I think they think it they works for them, which and works. You know, you and I might be the only people that have problems with this. Uh, I would sort of ask if we saw Chuck. We did see, I did not watch that I show. I saw Chuck. I thought it was really good. I, everyone tells me I should have watched yeah. that show, and I did not watch it. You should watch it. I'm catching up on uh, Person of Interest now. Oh, Another okay. one people were always like, yes. you should be watching this show, Mike. And the pilot hooked me. I read the script first, and then I saw the pilot. And I'm like, oh, good show. Um, so we'll get to one other question I want to ask you in a second. But we'll end this okay. episode by saying they stopped the organization. Uh, Mac these lays a little beat down on Tom Cruise's cousin. That was oh you were gonna say it. go ahead yes finish what he, what he said uh, and then they put him in the interrogation room and he says you know what how do you know I, I actually I wanted to get caught I wanted this yes and you think it was this easy it's like I wanted to be here so now he's got two well, they've got three people from the organization in there uh, Murdoch him yeah. and I would think Thornton, Thornton yeah. which okay now let's address this because since she left the show right before Christmas break she has not been seen since. No, only mentioned, never seen. And not even mentioned in the fact that, hey, we just talked to Thornton. No, she, it's just been Thornton's. Thornton, Thornton, Thornton was this. This was during yeah. Thornton's period. I have a feeling it was a actress wanted to leave the show a bit. Because we've always talked about that. What is the case? Was it a, this is the right way for the show? This is something we planned from season, start of the season, yeah. which I don't think was the case. Because that actress was not originally in the pilot, the original pilot. It was just... George Eads and Lucas Till were the only two brought back for the reshoot. Mm. So she's a whole new addition. I think she didn't like the show. Either that or because it shoots in Atlanta, maybe she has family, husband, wife, or husband, kids, and did not want to be from them for so long. Yeah. That's that's a, right. That is a that no, is a, a lot of people like that. You know, they don't want to do it. Yeah. If they, especially if it's not something they're really feeling. But I really thought they would have brought her back as a guest star. At least to give it some kind of closure. Well, I will, let's hold our, let, I'll hold my opinion until next week. Because if she's not in next week's episode, something there is some major. Because I don't think she's doing another TV show right now. I don't think she's on or got cast in something. Yeah. So I think that was some major behind the scenes fallout. Yeah, it could right. be wrong. It could be we're completely wrong. But I feel we, we remember we talked. We need that. No, we need to see. We something need to see her, her come against them. And that's what I'd rather see. I'd rather see her play the opposition, play ahead of the organization because, or one of the main. Yeah, because then you have it. Then you have Thornton. Murdoch, this uh, Tom Cruise's cousin guy, versus Maddie, Jack, Mac, and our team. It's they formed their own little team. Yeah, the organization, which they get, you know, the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> it's cool. Then you get a chessboard, and you've got your kings, your queens, your pawns, and each move. See what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. See, I see love what I'm it. doing there? Yep, I see what you're doing. So I'm saying, I hey, it. I don't I write, it. but I maybe should. Uh, so we also so we end the episode with him saying maybe I want to be caught maybe this is where I want to be and then we have Mac and Murdoch having a little closure there too where yeah. Murdoch spun a tale earlier about uh, you know he was oh, definitely allergic peanuts. to peanuts the snap in my mouth yes snap I don't know how to describe peanuts as a snap but I, the interesting story and then he found out at the end like oh that was all a lie yeah it's good yeah I I, I enjoy these characters like that I, I think um those those to me the Joker works best for Batman and I we haven't seen it done ever yet, but where he's not the main villain, he's just always there, the always constant threat. And I wanted I've always wanted a Batman movie where Batman has to work with the Joker because the Joker's like Hannibal Lecter in Arkham, mm-hmm. you know, Bond, and Batman's got to go with him. So I want to see more of this Mac using Murdoch because they're foils, they're great foils. Murdoch's his, his Joker to his Batman. Yeah. That's you know, and you're only as good as your villain, your hero. So the more we can make Murdoch, the better we can get make MacGyver. And I feel like Murdoch would very much take the stance like the Joker with that nobody is going to kill Mac except for me. So yeah. by that token, he's against anybody else who would want to try to take out. Mac. I would love to see them on a mission together. Like they have to work together. They're trapped somewhere or something. And, yeah. and you, you know, know that's going to happen next season. There's got to be something so. where they have to be out in the field together. 
yeah. forced to do something like that. Where Jack's out of the picture, and it's just the two of them having yeah. to do something. We good? Uh, yeah. So why don't we, as we're getting ready to wrap up, why don't we do a few predictions of what we hope we'd to see in the season finale? All right, this is going to be. Ooh, yes. So this is this is my first prediction for a finale. I don't think I've been on a show that's gone to a finale oh, here. Oh, my. So right. I, I, I predict, but I think it would be wrong, the return of Thornton. Okay. I think the Phoenix Foundation... Okay, I'm, I'm going to go hog wild in this. I think the Phoenix Foundation gets destroyed, the building, mm. and the team is kind of on the run. No, I can't say that because they're... I think we're going to see a leveling of the foundation. I think they're going to. I think we're going to have to. That thing, that building's going to be destroyed. I think a lot of loss is going to happen in this, and I don't think it's going to end well. Okay. Because they know they're getting a second season. Yes. If we were getting, if if the show was done, they would destroy the organization. That would be it. Do you see this ending on a cliffhanger, or do you feel like this is just going to end I with f- the Phoenix Foundation like realizing they're at a low point? I feel network television has done away with cliffhangers. For like AMC, Walking Dead, that kind of thing, they thrive on it because they are so long before they come back. Sometimes it's a year before they're back again or whatever. But we're going to see MacGyver again in September, mm-hmm. six, seven months. I don't see a cliffhanger. I mean, what was the last show you watched season finale that had a cliffhanger? I can't I'm think. trying to think. Like, uh, There's been uh, like uh, Hawaii Five-0, which is very much good, uh, overseen by the same executive producer, uh, Peter Lenkoff. They have done you know, cliffhanger esque beats in their season finale, so I could see them okay, trying see, that see, same kind of thing. See, I, I, I'm much more with the Arrow, Flash, that stuff, and they really don't do cliffhangers. They wrap it up because the whole season has been building to it. True. Although, what if you think Flash season one, he runs up into that that uh, vortex? Oh yeah. And you see him jumping off. That's how it ends. Yeah, it's true. So I don't know. It's now somebody else here in the chat I saw earlier is that he they are predicting the death of Bozer. Do you see any of the core four? I know. Uh, Did you see Bozer getting killed? Nope. Because, uh, and this is just America, diversity. He. This is a incredibly diverse cast. Your two leads are white guys, sure. Get a black guy. Riley is some, eth- she's ethnic. Uh, and then Maddie is a female. So you've got such a great diverse cast. CBS is so good with diversity casting. That's what I think one of the networks of the three Made a four, well, there's five networks now, major networks. I think CBS is always very good with their diversity as far as casting. And you wouldn't, I mean. Well, I mean, certainly uh, true. I can understand that from a diversity angle, but just from a story point, I, and I, I, think, I think the network really likes that actor. True, they, he's on Rush Hour. Yeah, they and they right away, they pull them for this. So I think they like him. Um, yeah. So I, I'm looking at it from a, not from a entertainment standpoint. I'm looking at it from a business standpoint. And it is show business. True. Um, I don't see any of them getting killed. Nope. Did you see, I, I could see somebody getting very injured. They pull through at the end, but very, yeah. very injured. So it gives you that, that fake medical scare well, during the course of the well, episode. Well, see, because that's why I, I'm going with the Phoenix Foundation is being destroyed. They will, uh, their thing will get killed. They're, they're what they are. All right. Uh, That's my here we prediction. Go. I don't know. Last prediction here before go we go. Uh, does the robot walk mm-hmm. and, and beat anybody up in the organization this episode? I think that I think the organization is going to attack and he's going to use that robot to distract. He's like, look over here. <laughs> and then you know, Jack will sneak up behind him. We haven't seen the robot in a while. What's going on with him? How sad would you be if the robot got killed? Are you kidding me? This is your favorite character. On the show. Bowser, run. <laughs> no, wait for me. I'll never forget you. And he touches his face, and his hand, robot hand comes up to Bozer's face, like, "Oh, Hello, goodbye, Bozer." And then <laughs> even an android can cry. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, never forget me. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, like, do you ever watch? Uh, you watch Doctor Who? I'm gonna lose some points with you, buddy. I hate Doctor Who. All right, okay. I think it's I terrible. Will, I, will I think die. it is the cheesiest, terrible special effects I've ever seen in my life. I don't get the love. I don't get the love of it. I don't get the Daleks. I don't get any of it. I apologize. I'm going to lose a lot of friends probably on Twitter for this. I can't, man. I, can't. All right, I, will not, I was going to do an analogy, and I will not do it because oh, I'll gonna, pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Not going to do it. Not even going to do it with you. <laughs> I still love you nonetheless. <laughs> it has not diminished my love for you at all, Michael. Doctor Who, come on, man. That all show. Right. All right, oh. fine. Alonzi, <laughs> screwdriver. Is David Tennant in here. Oh my gosh! He's the only one that does it. They, uh, don't, they, don't, they don't say all on Z. Yes, that was his. That was his little. Who was the guy that wore the fez? Uh, that was uh, Matt Smith. Where he Why said, was he wearing a fez? He said because fezes are cool. 
No, they're not. That's what for his character they were. His his catchphrase was Geronimo. You're welcome. Do they all have catchphrases? Uh, yeah, they all have like a little word that they might say. You know, what's the current one? Uh, gosh, what does he say? I don't know. Oingo Boingo? Oh, yeah, he just, yeah. Right. Heebie-jeebies. Heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the MacGyver After Show. Ladies and gentlemen, next week is the season finale. I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, it seems weird to be having a season finale just like in the middle of April. Yeah, but, we are. But we Usually are. it's like in May. Yeah, but we're hey, doing it. we got to do it. But as always, folks, uh, we've got a lot of time between now and then, so you can continue the conversation with us. Give us your, yes. your season finale predictions all over social media. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Everybody, thanks for hopping in the chat. We love it. Captain Chuck does not like Doctor Who either in the no chat. No one does. Everyone's with me. Ivan's wow. with me. Steven's with me. Right. Captain Shock's with me. Felicity's with me. You're out, Frank. All right, that's it. No more chat next Doctor week, guys. Doctor Who sucks. No more chat. That's it. You guys have lost chat privileges now because of this. Uh, now, Mike, if they want to continue the conversation and just like give you like props for being so bold to your Doctor Who hatred, where can they find you? You guys can find me at uh, on Twitter. At, at Mike Kalinowski. Check me out tomorrow night for Taken. After that, Iron Fist. Night after that, Into the Badlands. Man. DC Movie News. DC Character Corner. DC Character Corner. Stretch myself a bit thin this season right now. I but love it. I love it. They're great shows, so I'm having a blast. You know what? Uh, there, there's nothing... You, you can never have too much Mike Kalinowski in your Do you life. do a Doctor Who after Buzz? I do not. Uh, I, I didn't sign up for it, you know? I'm trying, uh-huh. to, I'm trying to, you know, focus on some other okay. stuff. Okay. All right, buddy. Fair I could have... And I chose not to. Hey, appreciate that's it. That's not diminish my enthusiasm for the series. But that's neither here nor there. Ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, watch, uh, you can look at all the pictures of the food I eat that oh, are slowly killing it's me. so good. <laughs> uh, I get diabetes just looking at your Instagram. Uh, man, oof, I get, I'm getting diabetes from eating it. So trust me, it's, uh, it's bringing out for both of us. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the MacGyver After Show. We'll see you back here next Sunday night. Season finale time. Alan Z. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz! See you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.